0: All right, there we go. It's recording. All right.
1: That was way too complicated. It Did not need to be. There. Yeah. Are right, you ready?
2: Yep. Estonia is Etsy set up.
1: Yep. I'm trying something new with OBS as well. Um, to see if this works. Uh, let's see. Um, so I can end it better. If it doesn't, I can change it. Here we go. We started.
0: All
1: right, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Sports Headlines. believe it's streaming hold on a minute Here we go. Welcome back, everybody. Just another episode of Sports Headlines. Sean and I are here with you again. Sean will uh, have his camera on in just a minute. So we've got um, some really, really nice topics here today for you all. And um, let's see, I think it is working. Trying something a little bit new. Never mind. It is definitely not working. All right. Um, Back with you. Um, I got Sean with me. Um, Let's see. Sean, are you good? He needs a minute. All right, so we're going to discuss the uh, recent NBA news. We're going to talk Lakers, 76ers, Bulls, Nuggets, a little bit of Miami, a little bit of Boston. And we're also going to do some NFL uh, topics as well, um, specifically some NFC North discussions. Not actually around my Packers. Uh, let's start off with the first topic here. Um, let's start off with the first. Sorry, topic.
2: sorry, sorry. Very quick, Warner. By the way, great job holding down the fort while we were dealing some, with some technical issues.
1: Uh, Sean. Um, that's took like an L. I mean what I are you are you worried about the Lakers at all? Are you are you a little bit nervous? This is what the Nuggets do. Give us one second. Uh for all those who do not know the Nuggets uh beat the Lakers and um Sean was uh, um, um, in the in the series, the score of the game last night. Um, yeah, Sean, are you at all worried uh, about about anything? Uh, was like 15, Twenty-seven. Um, what's the trouble?
2: Um, am I worried? Or is that was the question, right? <clears throat> question is, am I worried? Heck no, am I not worried? Are you kidding me? Okay, first off, all right, let me get this out the way. Very, 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 very rarely, unless you're the Golden State Warriors, do you lose a series, and you have the best player on the floor, meaning like LeBron against the, against the Warriors, you very rarely lose a series. If, you're the, if you had the best player on the floor at all times because you have to beat the best player four times in a series, okay, that's just hard to do unless, like, the team that the best player is on um, has absolutely no talent around him. Case in point, uh, LeBron and the Cavs in this first stint there, for when, example, right?
1: When everybody got hurt.
2: Yeah, I was talking about it before he left, but yeah, that year too. Um so no, I'm not worried, okay? It um again, give credit where credit is due to Denver. They're a tough, resilient team. I knew this wasn't a walk in the park series, okay? But stop, okay? Am I worried? That's disrespectful. That's that's borderline disrespectful, okay? So um
1: I will say this. You know, Sean, as well as I do, that there are going to be some Giannis truthers, some LeBron haters that are going to say, oh, the Lakers can't win when LeBron scores 30. So uh, what, what do you have to say to all of them um, where, where they where they think that LeBron has to score about 15 points for the Lakers to win?
2: I'm sorry. Uh, didn't he have 30 and gave two against Houston hitting the, the dagger? Against they have 35 in game three against Houston. They only have a couple of 30-point games against Portland. Okay. So I don't want – and all those games were wins. Okay. Excuse me. I don't want to hear anything related to that. That's absolute nonsense. And for the Giannis lovers, Giannis lover boys like Warren, um, you, you can't – same reason why Lamar can't be the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Well, Lamar's different. He has Patrick Mahomes in in, in his in, in, the, in the NFL right now. But you you can't be the best player in your in the league in your league or sport or whatever, and you choke in the playoffs. Giannis, or not choke? Well, in Giannis' case choke. You're a but- letdown.
1: I mean, you're you're a letdown in the playoffs. You have a great regular right. season. I see where you're going with this. You have a great regular season. You're your first place. You're you're. Um, Winning your division or your conference, you've got to buy. You've got a shot um, to really make a run for things, and then you just your, – your team underperforms, you underperform in the playoffs, and there's no rings on the finger. So, uh,
0: with that – Yeah,
2: t- uh, yeah. Um, are, are, are you at all worried?
1: Nah. I mean, if the Nuggets take game two – I'll be a little, I'll be a little nervous, but I, I think, or yeah, sorry. Sorry. Game four. I don't, if, if they tie it up two two, then I'll be a little bit nervous, but um, at, at the moment you still got a two, one lead. Um, you got LeBron and Anthony Davis. And uh, you know, I noticed that Danny green had four points in that game. And um, if Danny green scores, shoot, uh, 12 points in that game, it's a tie game. So, you know, it, it, it all varies. Um, you're going to have, Good games, you are going to have bad games. You are going to have games where you can't miss. You are going to have games where you can't even hit the rim, and um, that's what separates the great teams from the OK teams and the OK teams for from a tank team. That's what separates a, an MVP from an All Star an All Star to a rotation player. So uh, we'll we'll definitely learn a lot in these next two games of the series. But at, at the moment, I would not be worried if I was a Lakers fan. Uh, moving right along, moving right along, though. Um, Sean, you know I had large, large, lots of praise uh, for Billy Donovan, um, and I, I said he should have won Coach of the Year in my opinion. He is now uh, the Chicago Bulls head coach. Uh, what are your reactions to to him signing with the Bulls?
2: Um, do I like, love, or hate? I don't know. What you said, but, uh, I like, I like it for, especially for the Bulls. For Billy Donovan, I'm a little. Curious, for, because from the Bulls' perspective, um, you get a guy that made the playoffs every year in his career, coaching career thus far. Um, and to me, I don't know about you, but for me, if I'm a front office executive, one thing I want from a from a coach is how do they handle pressure? How do they handle expectations? And and that's why for me, Tyron Lue is on every single list. Like when we talk about a, a head coaching. Uh, Opportunity. Tyler was on the top of every list of mine, right? Because he he knows how to handle pressure and expectations, right? Billy Donovan knows how to handle that. He said to play with Russell, coach Russell Westbrook, Paul George. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that he met those expectations, but it means that he know that he's battle tested. Um and, and and again, you're not gonna win them all, but he knows how to handle the expectations. Excuse me. So to the Bulls' credit, I thought this was a a a good move for them. I don't know what schematically he like. He's not a schematic. I mean, not not gonna call him not, not say he's a bad coach like in terms of offensive or defensive mind. Because most of his Thunder teams have been rather good defensively. But he's not some Brad Stevens or on, on offense or Nick Nurse on defense, right? So not not trying to, to discredit him to any extent, extent. but um for him, I'm a little curious. I'm like, why, of all teams, why, why Chicago? I mean, it kind of has that New York Knicks kind of feel to it, like, oh, you gotta you gotta resurrect Chicago, oh, you gotta resurrect the Knicks, bring the Garden back to life, oh, you gotta resurrect the Bulls, you won six titles, you gotta, you gotta bring them back. So I guess it's kind of like that appeal of being that guy who brought the Bulls back to relevancy. Um, but why is Chicago, of all teams, gonna with the Philly, who would have been championship, at least, uh, thoughts, at least. On, I don't know if that's the right word. But, but like, th- their goals are championship expectations. You could have went to New Orleans. They're going to start thinking championship uh, mentality-wise. Are they going to be ready for it? Doubtful, but they're going to start thinking that way. Um, are you muted? I think you might be muted. Um, um, who, where else is the, is there a spot? There, there's just, there's a couple more spots too. It, Indiana, who, the rock, you could have went to Houston, right? So I, I felt that there were more locations he could have went to, but I'm not going to, uh, gripe about it. I'm not, a, a Bulls fan, so I particularly don't really care about it, but, um, but yeah, I, I like, Borderline love the deal for Chicago. I'm a little iffy on it for Billy Donovan because what's in it for him?
1: Yeah, um, you know the Bulls have have at least three players with potential on that team. You know, you got Zach Levine, you got Kobe White, and Maca- uh, Mark Markoakin. So it's not like a, a team that's devoid of talent. So, Lori Markoakin. Yeah, marketing My bad. Um, so you know, I, I can see him maybe wanting to go to that team um, where you know they're going to have a higher pick this year. Um, they've got, they've got guys with good potential. They might, they potentially could uh, ship off Zach Levine and get more young talent and or picks. So, you know, I I don't think it's necessarily a bad deal for him or, and, and for the Bulls, I absolutely love it. Again, you're bringing the guy in with potential. You're bringing the guy in who, who has experience in the playoffs and bringing under and bringing teams with no expectations to, um, the playoffs as he just did last year with the Thunder. So yeah, I think it's a really good move. By the Bulls, and and I think I think Donovan's gonna gonna be uh be happy there and and find a find a short term home.
2: Yeah, um, really, really quickly I want to touch on one more thing. Like I said, he has experience working with superstars. So you know what I think this move is uh, also for? Free agency. They're trying to steal Anthony Davis away from our Lakers. I'll be dang if they take AD from our Lakers.
1: AD's not going anywhere. He's not going. He anywhere. Better not. Unless, unless, unless the Nuggets beat them. But in that case, you should be a little bit concerned, uh, Sean. Um, going right on to the next topic, um, since, Sean, you are our NFC North aficionado, apparently. Um, we've got, we've got uh, an interesting kind of uh, situation in the North. You've got the Packers, who have probably the highest scoring offense so far throughout the first two weeks of the NFL. I can't really think of anyone who who would have scored more points than him. You've got the Vikings who have been underachieving, um, scoring 11 points against the Colts and then only scoring 10 mm-hmm. points.
2: Maybe Seattle. Sorry to cut you off. Maybe no. You guys put 41. Never mind. Go ahead.
1: Uh, you got you got um, you got Minnesota who scored 10 points in the first two and a half three quarters against Green Bay and then only 11 against Indy. Um, they're 0-2. You've got the Bears and, and Mitchell Trubisky throwing three touchdowns in the fourth quarter in week one for a comeback, and then the Lions with that potent offense and, the, and then a lackadaisical defense. So, Sean, do you think Mitchell Trubisky can, can kind of resurrect his career and um, maybe wish the Bears had picked up his fifth-year option?
2: I'm sorry, what's the question? Are you asking about, like, can make, what, wait, what's the question?
1: Can, can Mitch Trubisky resurrect his career? And lead the Bears to the uh, playoffs, making them regret not picking up his fifth year option.
2: Um, I- I'm going to stay consistent with my past takes on this show. So you might not like what I'm about to say. Let's go to the NFC right now, really quickly, okay? Oh,
1: my gosh.
2: Atlanta, they're, they're, they're Atlanta, so XM off. they're, they're going to mess it up. They're going to find a way to lose a game.
1: You might as well Carolina. say Cowboys, too, though.
2: Right. You're only getting one team from the NFC East. So that's six spots left. Green Bay, that's another spot.
1: I think you you easily got Seattle. Uh, Seattle,
2: New Orleans, Tampa. I mean, San Fran, has, San Fran has a tough schedule this year, combined with all the major injuries they have. I don't think San Fran's going to make the playoffs. You can quote me on that. Uh, So that when we
1: quote me on that, I definitely think they're going to make the playoffs.
2: So, when week 17 rolls around and they are in the playoffs, you can rub it in my face. I don't think they will. So, the answer
1: when week 17 rolls around, we probably won't have an NFL season because of COVID. Sorry to to, to shut down anybody, but I mean,
2: um, but yeah, he can. What what Mitch Trubisky has shown this year um, is that he and the, his team have the utmost faith in him and confidence in him. And, and Matt Nagy said it on um, The her with Colin Coward the other day. Coward, get it. Um, but but <laughs> but they he he said one of the biggest things that they had to work on this offseason was regaining that confidence because when Players will say they don't like hear the noise, the outside noise. They do. They do. They they, they hear the noise, and, and, and in some cases, it's actually very detrimental to their confidence, right? And I mean, not not knocking Mister But apparently, it might have knocked his confidence a little bit. Um, what the media was saying, how his performance was, particularly last year, and people forget, right? He hasn't had this. Outstanding like MVP caliber season yet. But two years ago, the year they went to the playoffs, he wasn't bad. He showed a lot of promising things his second his sophomore year, right? And then last year he regressed a lot, right? But really quickly, um comparing this year to that second year so far, right? His passer rating is second to only that year, right? We're two weeks in, right? His interception total is going to be around there, right? And he he is a dynamic quarterback. It's going to allow the, the field to open up for Matt Nagy with design run options or design quarterback runs. Uh, the RPO that they love to do in Matt Nagy's offense um, and, and more. So I think they can. They still have an elite defense led by Khalil Mack and the crew. I think they can. And if that's what think San Fran won't, I think they will. They have a, I think this is a big-time game this week against Atlanta for both sides of the ball. Here's why really quickly. Chicago, while they're elite still, they had a great performance against the Giants. They haven't had that signature defensive moment yet. And
1: it was the Giants. I mean, right. it was the Giants, and Saquon got hurt in that game. So it was not going to happen. Right.
2: right. And Atlanta's going to put up a bunch of points. So this is the signature game for the defense to try to stop that Atlanta high-flying Atlanta offense. And if they don't, then it's a testament to the Bears' offense. Can they keep up with Atlanta's offense as well? So this is a big-time game, I feel, for Chicago. Uh, And their schedule being, what were they, third place last year? Were they third? Yeah, they were third place. Um, Yeah, so they have an easier schedule this year than most. So, I, I think they can. I think they will make the playoffs, especially with San Fran not making it for me.
1: So, um, let's look at let's look at the, the, the teams that we, we know or that we think are going to win the division, right? Um, at this point, it's most likely going to be Seattle because San Fran's going to end up losing a game or two during this stretch of, of, of injuries. Um, most likely Green Bay at the moment, just the way they've been playing in the start they got off to. We're probably going to see New Orleans or Tampa Bay, and then I hate to say it, but I think the Cowboys might win just based off of everybody else being absolute trash. I wouldn't be surprised if the NFC East had the first three picks in the draft. Really, I mean, you've you've got Carson Wentz who just forgot how to throw a football mechanically correct. You've got the Giants really
2: quickly. Would not be surprised if my man Jalen Hurts gets a start by the end of the year? Not due to injuries, but because Carson's underperformance to that level,
1: or due to injuries because I don't know if Carson Lynch has had a, for a full season yet. But um, so so you're gonna you're gonna see the Cowboys probably around nine and seven, ten and six. They might sneak in eight and eight as well. You're gonna see probably Green Bay, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Seattle. That's five of the seven spots. I also have Sam Fran going in. And then I think you, you can pick either uh, the Rams or the Cardinals above the Bears. And, and that's really for, well, a few reasons. Um, the Bears so far have beat the Lions, who are probably going to be a last place team, and the Giants, who if they're not the last place team, they're still going to not win five games in, in this year, especially with Saquon being out with an ACL. So you saw them score 17 points against the Giants defense, which is not good. And you saw them score 27 points against the Lions defense, which is not good. Um, you saw the Lions put up 23. So, testament to the defense there. They did well. Uh, the Lions have talent on offense, and they, they stifled it for the most part. And then they gave up 13 points for the Giants. And if you don't do that, then um, you're, you're just doing something wrong, especially if Saquon's not playing the full game. So, I look at it this way. The Falcons are 0-2. You're 2-0. and The Falcons, Matt Ryan, you've got Matt Ryan. He's thrown for 720-plus yards, six touchdowns, and one pick, right? You've got Trubisky. He's thrown for five touchdowns, two picks, and 432 yards. Trubisky's not even completing 60% of his passes. So if the Bears make the playoffs.
2: That was because of an off game against Detroit in the first half, especially that he got it going in the second half, including, including, including three touchdowns. So will his team a victory in the fourth quarter, but continue.
1: I understand that, but it's still a, it was still a bad game. Like he was playing Detroit's defense and he was started off terrible. And it's a Testament that to his fortitude, mental fortitude and showing that he has some semblance of talent and should have been drafted in the first round that he, that he threw three touchdowns against. Let me remind you a very, very, very bad lions defense. I mean, I mean, they're not good, so you you see all that, and then you see, I mean, David M- Montgomery's averaging five yards a pop. You've got Alan Robinson who who only has a hundred yards in the first two games. So, you know, he's going to have to rely on his on the weapons on the offense and the defense holding teams really to um, twenty four points and under. I mean, three touchdowns and a field goal, or or some combination of that. So. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And if they do, it's not going to be because of Mitchell Trubisky. I I still don't think he's a good quarterback at all. Um, If he proves me wrong, credit to him. Um, But at the moment, you're going to have to have more than just a good fourth quarter and two wins against bad teams.
2: All right, moving right along. Next topic. So with rumors surfacing on maybe the Sixers blow it up and blah, 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 who's going to be the next coach? Warner, what do the 76ers need to do to be legit contenders? Title contenders is potentially trade and beat or Simmons, add another piece. What what do you feel they need to do to be legit title contenders that we thought they were this year until crap happened?
1: Okay. So I'm going to take a more realistic what I think the 76ers um, – gm and owner would do and then i'm going to take kind of a, a more fun off the script kind of a way crazy way that, that i think it might be able to work i'm going to start with a realistic boring way um hire a good coach probably a Lu, maybe uh you know i wouldn't like the mike D'Antoni fit a whole lot but i think mike D'Antoni would still be a coach that you might want um I, again, I don't think it would be a great fit, but let me, let me explain in this next kind of way. Um, and, and you just – you get extra talent. You, you, know, you nail your draft pick. You um, get more shooters. You, you sit Ben Simmons down in, in his own little separate area of practice and just have him shoot the whole practice. Say, you know what, no dribbling, no passing, no running – Shoot over there, and and um, I, I think they can make it work that way. They're they're not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. They got to figure out something to do with Al Horford though. Um, and my crazy, my crazy kind of way is trade Ben Simmons to a team like the Wizards, maybe the Bulls. Um, uh, you might want to trade him to a, uh, to a team like the Kings and get somebody like um, De'Aaron Fox, maybe Buddy Heald, maybe uh, Bradley Beal, um, or or some kind of a ball-handling guard that knows how to create um, off the dribble and can also get the ball down low to Joel Embiid and have them be a one-two punch, one on the ball, one off the ball, one up top, one uh, underneath, and uh, see where you go from there. Now that would be a drastic way. I think another way that would be kind of fun, and I I don't have all the details on this, but but hear me out on this one: trade Ben Simmons to the Celtics in a package for Kimball Walker. That way you can have. Hold on, they don't do on, that shot. deal. There's uh, no way no, they do that it, deal. But, but hear me out here, okay? So you can have Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum kind of pick up the ball handler type role you have Ben Simmons kind of being an alley player slasher and then you've got Kemba Walker to create with Joel Embiid on the Sixers I think the Sixers would definitely benefit way more from that but and, and the the, the
2: Jalen Brown was more of like a playmaking guard and and then then yeah
1: I cannot stress how unlikely this is to happen it's probably like a a half a percent, zero, zero,
2: yeah, yeah, zero point two, but, no, zero point zero zero five one percent chance in uh, Daryl Morey's uh, analytics simulator or whatever.
1: But I, I think that would be, I think that would be a really fun kind of situation to see. Um, maybe even trade him to Detroit or something. Um, I don't know, but but um, that's that's just my opinion on what they should do. That's that's really fun, but you know, the the simple, boring answer is get more shooters around them. Have Ben Simmons, be, uh, you know, take another st- a next step, and um, maybe buy Sean some new earbuds. Ah
2: uh, ha 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 ha! You got jokes today, buddy. Sipping that one, that that one drop of water <laughs> um, in that cup. That I want
1: more. I need more water.
2: I'm, I'm mad. Um. You want to know know the real answer to this question, Warner? What is it? Get Jimmy Butler back. Why? They're not going to be able to get Jimmy Butler back. Oh, my God. Beg beg and plead, Elden Brand. Get on one knee and cry. Bride Pratt Riley with – oh, my gosh. You let Jimmy Butler just walk out the door. He He wanted to go. They you still should have gave him all the money in the world. And actually, if you listen to the JJ Reddick podcast, Jimmy Butler was on a show, and I believe, I believe, Jimmy. I have to rewatch it. Jimmy was like, "I'm not going back," because JJ asked him, "When did you know you were going? You weren't coming back?" And Jimmy responded, "Like after." No, actually, um, he said. Uh, I got a phone call, and basically, like they were saying, or or like he he heard something from somebody saying, uh, uh, telling Elden Brand, like if you can control Jimmy, it'll be great. And Jimmy basically was like, "Control me, <laughs> you ain't Mez, controlling me. man, screw that, I'm I'm out of here." So that that's that, if we're taking obviously we haven't really heard from Philly's side of the story because there's two sides of every story. Um. But from Jimmy's side, this is Philly's fault why he didn't come back. So, what what was he gone anyway? That's debatable, right? Like like, like we'll, we'll probably never know. I think his relationship with guys like Joel Embiid, he seemed fine. Like not on like same relationship with Joel Embiid, like, but he seemed fine with Ben Simmons, right? So the like chemistry he had with Joel Embiid and such. I thought it was a real possibility he could go, he could go back and then that, that got shot down yeah, when, they uh,
1: had some nice chemistry I'm not going to lie I think they liked each other like playing with each other but uh, yeah that, just, just it, like a Jola beats
2: twist whenever whenever Jimmy Buckets gets like a clutch shot and also and also JJ Redick
1: they let him walk too cuz when was they were
2: going a big to, mistake if you if, when, if you
1: sign and trade Butler for a guy like Josh Richardson, you've got you've
2: to keep, gotta keep JJ. I mean, and then you replace, you, you practically replaced those two guys with Tobias Harris getting paid Jimmy Butler caliber money. And, and, Al, Al, Hor- <laughs> and, 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 and Al Horford, who bossed it, just let him walk because, like, nah, you want $100 million? Not getting that. You're old. No. For four years, too. So, but, but yeah, it's like, seriously. This this is a self inflicted wound. This is not like Miami to a certain extent where LeBron really was gone, right? That this isn't that. This is Philly being ah, you know what? Can, can we control Jimmy? Control me? Okay, bet. Um, and then JJ said in in the same podcast episode, he was like, because JJ responded as well. He was like, um, I I I I, I basically knew. When I got off the phone with Elton, and he said that the way that the conversation went, Elton didn't literally say this, but it was basically like, "Unless I am the last possible option, I'm they don't want me back." So basically, you let JJ Reddick JJ mother freaking Reddick. I don't know if you can hear me pounding. JJ Reddick, you let him walk. You let Jimmy freaking. Butler walk So this is a self-inflicted wound unless Ben Simmons somehow it's a mental thing. I think he has the shot. It's a mental barrier. So unless he gets past that mental roadblock or whatever, no, Philly, and maybe Mike Dantoni's the guy to get him to get him out of that. I mean, the now again the fit where, well, like, NBA you want a guy like NB on the block. You don't want him shooting a bunch of threes. So the fit, like you said, might be a little weird. But from a guy like Ben Simmons, I mean, maybe Dan Tony's the guy. And really quickly, one last thing, or Jason Kidd. One last thing. Um, I I, I like Ben Simmons. Let me put that out there, right? Um, People always act like... There is this big gap in talent, and talent-wise, between Giannis and Ben Simmons. There's not.
1: Giannis and Ben Simmons are the same players. Giannis has There's... one of the best work, at work ethics in the NBA today, and Ben Simmons is lacking that. Giannis also, I think, got drafted to a slightly better situation where, you know, they kind of build the offense around him. And, really you, and, and when you have uh, Joel Embiid, like, d- uh, on your team, it's kind of hard to um, have, like develop a guy like Ben Simmons to be that point-forward kind of um, guy who's going to just drive – because you already have uh, Joel Embiid, and that just clogs up traffic, and you can't really go with your five out while still maximizing those two, two skill sets. So I think Giannis had a slightly better situation, a more creative coach, and um, it, it benefited Giannis along with his work ethic in the long run. And we're seeing a year with the back-to-back MVPs, and uh, I think Ben Simmons is just lacking that.
2: Yeah, moving on to the next topic. Um, Warner, game four tonight, Boston-Miami. Uh, who wins game four of that series tonight?
1: I got to say Boston, man. Um, you know, I, I think Miami's going to have a rebound game. They're going to say, okay, you know what? We've seen Gordon Hayward. We kind of know what we're we're getting ourselves into. Let's go. Let's give it to them. And let's come out here with a W. But, but I, I also think Boston's going to be – um, you know, ready for that. I think Brad Stevens is going to coach these guys up real nice. I think we're going to see a really nice game from Tatum and Brown. I think Gordon Hayward's going to pitch in a little bit more, and um, we're we're going to see these guys really take it to another level and and beat the Heat. I think it's going to be a close game, but I, I can see like a 106-100 game or a 109-104 game or, or or something like that um, in the making.
2: Yeah, um, I got. I predicted Boston to win the series in seven. I've, I'm predicting them to win Game four tonight, and then you gotta. And then it's a best of three. The series you gotta flip the mindset. Now it's okay, even after four, best of three. Who's we got? You gotta get two now, and you go to the finals. So the first time since 2010 for Boston, 2014 for Miami. Um, look, I say Gordon heroes the X factor, and again. He played extremely well in Game Three, not scoring, well, but all the look on out like defense. Even though he's not a bad defender, he's a good defensive on, game. But he's an ignorant.
1: Hold on, repeat your last sentence and a half of what you said. It was breaking up.
2: I said Gordon Hayward. I I. I said he was the X-Factor of the series. He's the Andre Iguodala of this Boston team. Not with the excellent defense, obviously. No disrespect to Iggy. But he's the Iguodala of this team. I I explained this a little bit yesterday. If If you need him to create for himself, he got you. you need him to create for others, which is a very underrated trait for both of them, they got you. You need him to play some great defense. Iggy could do a little bit more like by himself with no help. Gordon Hayward could would be great as a part of like a team defense, but they got you. You need them to knock down clutch, clutch, clutch shots to the point where you got guys like uh, Max Kellerman saying Andre oh, Iguodala was more clutch than Steph Curry. They got you. So Gordon Hayward is the Iguodala of his team. It's funny because they're facing each other in this series. just want to mention that. Um, I got Boston Wayne tonight the best. And I said Jimmy Butler really quickly. Jimmy Butler and Tatum are fighting for that number 10 spot for me. The best – the team that's the best player for a seven game series almost always win the series. So so far, over we'll the, he's course the best of three player, games, though. Right. So far over the course of three games, the best player has actually been Bam. But I expect Jimmy and Tatum to continue to show up and play well throughout the rest
0: of the series.
1: Yeah, you said yourself that uh, Jimmy and, and Tatum were fighting for that number 10 spot on your list. And, um, I mean, they're fighting. They're battling it out. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been a great series. Um, Sean, I know this this last topic is a little bit home for you, so I'll let you go first. Um, was LeBron robbed of MVP? Or, or you know what, phrase it for you better. I know you're going to say he was. How was LeBron robbed for MVP?
2: Can you play the clip right quick? The clip. All right. Sorry, guys. We are waiting on uh, – we, we have a clip. Uh, Warner is going to have to share a screen for you guys. But we have a clip. From LeBron James, he was interviewed after Game One. I, I don't know why we're just uh, getting to this. I honestly forgot about it, um, because there's been a lot of other crazy stuff happening in the world of sports. So, um, as soon as is my camera still off for you, Warner? Can you still see me?
1: Um, your camera is black.
2: Uh, okay, that's weird, Mike. My... All right, never mind. Now, I will fix some technical issues here in a minute. Um,
0: here we go. The voting scale is a little weird to me sometimes. I mean, if you take 2012, you just, just stick with me. 2012, 2013, I had a chance to be defensive player of the year and also MVP in the same season. Um, and that year, Mark Gasol was rewarded defensive player of the year. But he made second team on defense. Okay, so that doesn't make sense. It's, it's like
1: – LeBron is on to it. I'm sorry to interrupt, but he, he said, Mark Gasol won defensive player of the year, but he made second team on Oh, all second defense.
2: team on – like, like – <laughs> I mean, really. Wait, 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 really Go
1: ahead. We might have been, have uh, some connection issues with Sean, so I will continue playing that clip.
0: Being an MVP of the league, but you make second team all NBA. That's when I really started to look at things a little bit kind of like differently. I was like, how does that even make any sense? Um, it's like being rookie of the year, but you make second team all rookie. You know, and then I looked at the most improved this year, and rightfully so, Brandon Ingram was amazing. And I, and I thought he should have won it. But did you see... The votes that Devontae Graham get, he averaged four points last year compared to 17 and a half. That's not improving what is. And it's it's, it's just a, it's a weird thing sometimes that I don't know how much we are really watching the game of basketball, or are we just in the narration mode, the narrative.
2: All right. Um, sorry, I had some technical issues.
1: Yep, um, we have uh, three Shans or two Seans in here tonight or today. But,
2: yeah. Uh, uh, wait really quickly so that they don't see that. Uh, click go to the second one and like it should be like three dots. I got it. Yeah. It, yeah. Remove. Yeah. Thank you.
1: I'm not a total, total uh, noob at this. All right, you guys. Um, that should be disappearing um just do
2: hide or yeah remove if it doesn't work just do high non-video participants at the bottom and we can work that out sorry there's major technical difficulties today i don't know what the heck has happened um but yeah um great but anyway, was LeBron robbed for MVP? Well, yeah, he was robbed for MVP. But even if you're gonna give the MVP to be honest 16 votes for MVP, and really quickly I want to touch on one thing he said. He's absolutely accurate when he mentions the the all rookie team and those should have one defensive player of the year 2013 or whatever. How do you finish on second team all defense? He would be well, I mean, defensive player of the year. That doesn't make sense. It's like winning – like you said, it's like, it's like winning rookie of the year being second team all-rookie or not making the rookie – not even making any all-rookie team. I'll,
1: I'll give you guys – I'll give you guys a, um, a, a another sport example. <laughs> that's like – that's like winning offensive player of the year but then not – But making not
2: being an all-pro, all- like
1: – Yeah, yeah, or not making the all-pro team. I mean, that's just – it's something that um, – it's something that you just it, 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 it's like winning an Olympic race and then getting the bronze medal or something. It's it's something that you just that just doesn't make sense. It should not happen. And um that's why they got the voting system there. But yeah, uh
2: it, it really quickly I wanna to touch on one more thing. The NBA is better than the NFL in my opinion, in a lot of ways, like if there's like the hierarchy, like the way management works. Hundred percent at the top of, at the top of the league. But the NFL's award system is so much better. The it's NBA good. needs to either erase the MVP or add like an offensive player of the year award, which in the NFL that's basically just awarded to who has the best the best stats. Yeah, and that's yeah. why you're gonna see like a Michael Thomas or I mean, what's it, Christian McCaffrey or like other guys. But the
1: that, you know, you already have a Defensive Player of the Year if you're the NBA. Right. And then you're going to have a Most Valuable Player and then, uh, like –
2: Wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. What, what What's that second word that you said? An MVP? Player?
1: Oh, Most <laughs> Valuable.
2: Can, can you say that one more time?
1: Uh, The uh, Most Valuable Player of the
2: Year. One more time, please. Most
1: Valuable Player of the Year.
2: Valuable. Valuable to their team, who where if you take them off, the, they the, the team is so much worse without them. So let me give you a couple of things. First off, you take Giannis off the Bucks, you take LeBron off the Bucks, the Bucks are better than the Lakers. Okay. First off, the Bucks are in the East, the Lakers are the West. That's number one. Number two, this is a stat as well. Since I'm probably never gonna do the, our debate with Warren, Warren, I might as well just re- just reveal the stat now. Here the go. Lakers.
1: Here we go. Give me one second. Right now, I've got on screen the definition of valuable, uh, just for all of those who um, who uh, didn't didn't know that or took it the wrong way. So, go ahead, John.
2: But yeah, sorry, you're you're all good. But again, the Lakers without LeBron. Well, first off, Lakers. Yeah, let's go without Lakers without LeBron. They're sixth defensively, which is still really really good, and off in defensive range, and they're 29th in offensive rating, which is second worst in the NBA, there's 30 teams. The Bucks without Giannis are still first in defense. So that's another thing. Like, how can you win Defensive Player of the Year where you take you off the team, you're first in your first in defensive rating still, and you
1: basically make no difference in defense, right?
2: I mean, and that's then, and then offense, you take Giannis off the team. They're 22nd, I think, in offensive rating, like up until like the, until the restart happened. So this is to March 11th. So everything up to March 11th, right? And then with Giannis, they're first in, in defensive rating still. And I think they're third in defensive rating with them. And then with LeBron, the Lakers are second in offensive rating. And third, or it might be flipped. The Bucks might be second with Giannis on offense, and with LeBron, they're second in a, in a defensive rating and third in offense. My point is, you take each guy off the team. Well, first off, the Lakers are in the tougher conference. That's number one, and number two, which team gets worse statistically without LeBron, without their star player? The Lakers do. Valuable. Giannis got MVP because they had the oh, oh my gosh, he had the best stats. No this with Harden. In twenty eighteen, he was not the most valuable player. LeBron was the most valuable player on a on a Cavs team with Kevin yeah, Lovers. Here's, here's
1: the thing though. When you when you have a bona fide best player in your sport, like a Mike Trout in baseball or LeBron here in, in um in basketball or even a Patrick Mahomes now in football, you know, you you used to have a debate between Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady and Drew Brees for the best quarterback or the most valuable player. But now it's pretty much unified. Oh, Patrick Mahomes is like Aaron Rodgers, but a little bit more athletic and, and just accomplishing more earlier in his career. And so he is pretty much, the, especially with the other stars, aging. You know, Peyton Manning doesn't play anymore. Tom Brady's in the last two years most likely of his career – Drew Brees is, is not the same player he was even two years ago. And um, so you see the, those guys aging. And then you've got um, Patrick Mahomes being in his, in his low 20s, third year in the league, fourth year now in the league, and and just outplaying everybody, no matter what age or how many years of experience they have. When you have those, those type of players in, in your sports league, it makes MVP voting almost not even necessary. Because this is the best player. No matter what team he's on, is he's going to be the most valuable because he means that much to his team because he's the best player. Out of all the other players, there's no debate. And so um, when you look at it that way, I can kind of understand why in the NBA kind of wants to spice it up and all the voters. But still, 16 votes for LeBron is really disrespectful, especially after he hasn't won the MVP in a good, what, um, six years i think um so just seven 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 years so it's just it's something um it's something that that just you 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 always have to be thinking about it when you're voting
2: yeah um i i, I have something i want to show you guys if if it'll let me more you think you can help me with that really quickly. Yeah, go ahead um did you allow did you enable it Um, but yeah, i I, I, I something I want to share with you guys very quickly here. And um, why is it not working? Um, you know what? I here, to hear you. You share. It's what you said. Right.
1: Right. There we go.
2: You got it. You're good. All right, there we go. Thank you. I mean, look, look at the two greatest players of all time, probably right? LeBron and and and. M J Lebron four MVPs M J five Lebron with four runner ups for MVP M J three by the way Lebron has two runner ups in the past three years. I do and, also
1: I do want to also say, combine those, it's eight first and second place finishes for both for both players.
2: Wait, what did you say? I'm sorry, I didn't care, It's sorry. it's
1: eight combined finishes in the top two for both players for MVP. Yeah. So so don't get it – don't don't make it a, a rocket science. It's just a simple addition problem, five plus three and four plus four.
2: Uh, chill first. Second, I thought you were uh, mentioning something. I thought you were, like, combining, like, LeBron and MJ's MVPs and then the runner-ups. Come on, Buster, like. You know what? We
1: should create – we should create – a scoring system for all the players who have, who, who are in the greatest of all time debate where it brings in So you get a certain amount of points for MVP. You get a certain amount of points for runner up. You get a certain amount of points for, um, you know, defensive player of the year, a certain amount of points for um, making the finals, a certain amount of points for winning the finals and finals MVPs. And uh,
2: I think- can, can I interject you there? In certain cases, that uh I'll I'll talk to you about that off care off screen because I think Are you that worried about little... Bill
1: Russell's twelve championships.
2: Well, that that and like for a guy like Carl Malone, John Stockton, LeBron, uh, and some other guys too. The, they didn't have great teams with them, or they were just faced freaking gods like MJ. That's
1: why, that's why I think you should um, you know. Add, add awards like, you know, all NBA first team or okay. it's a player of the year, MVP or – but we'll, we'll get that all uh, straightened out. But um, go go ahead, uh, finish finish your point.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just have a, a last statement. Again, just have an award just, – just add offensive player of the year basically because that's what the NFL has is just basically, okay, who has the best offensive player? Stats and sure, Giannis can win that, but we're talking most valuable. As again, you guys see it on your screen here LeBron, four time MVP, runner up four times as well. Right? There's no way, no way that LeBron is not the MVP this season. Are you kidding me? Like, oh no, wait, seriously, you see this? You see, you see my terrible circle? I suck so bad at drawing. Oh my god.
1: That's, that's like an okay square.
2: Great. You see this? And I don't know what type of square this is.
1: That's still a, that's a worse square. Just try to draw a circle again. Okay. Oh, dear. Okay. Oh I just stop.
2: I quit. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, so that's that. And let's get into the final topic of today's show. It's been a long one. Warner, when you when this is episode is obviously done, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. I don't know what that was. Um,
1: Follow us on Sportscaster, or if you're listening on a podcast, favorite our podcast, bookmark our podcast. Um, go over to YouTube and subscribe. That would be huge. You don't even have to watch it on YouTube. Just go over and subscribe and then never visit again.
2: Right, just never um, and never. All right, but really quickly – it's time to play SH weekly pick seven. Alright, real quick, make sure I got our seven games. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh wait, never mind, that's not seven. Uh seven. All right, you ready?
1: Week three, let's go.
2: You got you got your little notepad up so you can cheat. Cheating? Yeah.
1: I don't know what cheating is. You sure you don't? 100 percent I think you did. Nope.
2: All right, let's start off with. Uh, wait. Uh, I have to take one of these off because uh, let's take that one off right now. You, you actually do when you want to do eight games this week because it's a couple of games that I really want to do. You want to do eight this week?
1: What are, What are the games that? I mean, we're doing all the primetime ones. We're doing the Packers and the Chargers game. What and then. Okay.
2: Cowboys, Seahawks, Bears, Falcons, Rams, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Raiders, Patriots.
1: Raiders, Patriots. We don't need that one. If the Raiders right. win, I will apologize to all of our viewers. We don't need that one. I mean, I mean, come on now.
2: All right. All right. Let's start off with number one. Number one. All right. The Oh, uh, Wait now, my way. Let's start with Thursday night football. Dag Nabbit. All right, this may be one of the most boring Thursday night football games of all time.
1: Thursday night football is always usually boring. They get the two worst teams, and they just say, hey, you know what? You guys play over over there.
2: Yeah. The Dolphins go on the road to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Warner, he got the over-under is
1: 48. You said the Dolphins and the Jags?
2: Yep. The
1: Jags are going to win this – they they're they're just they they're not talented, don't get me wrong by saying that they're that they're talented or good. But they're not like completely moribund and awful in, in our college team. Um yeah, I, I got the Jags here and you said the over under was forty eight.
2: Yes. Yep, that's accurate.
1: I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under.
2: Okay, I got Jacksonville winning for the over. I think they're gonna rant run. I mean, not run, but I think they're gonna obliterate this this Dolphins team.
1: You know, know what? You know what? I want to I want to change mine to the over too because Miami just did put up 28 against the Bills. All right.
2: Next, can a rookie Joe Burrow get his first NFL win, or can Carson Went salvage? potentially salvage. The Eagles season and avoid an 0-3 start, and really quickly, the Eagles schedule gets only tougher um, facing uh, the Niners next week in San Fran, then Pittsburgh, then Baltimore, and then a couple of divisional games against the Giants and the Cowboys. So, the schedule only gets tougher for Philly. Warner over-under is 46. Eagles, Bengals, who you got? 46 seems kind of low on a side note.
1: 46, I mean, that's what, like a 24-21 game? It's 45 points, so. Uh, true, yeah. Um, I've got the Bengals winning. Um, the Eagles defense has shown me absolutely nothing, and the Eagles offense has shown me even less. So uh, I've got the Bengals winning the game. And you know what? I, I think I got the over. I think the Bengals are going to put up some points against the Eagles.
2: I, no, right I don't now? I don't
1: know I don't know how many points the Eagles are gonna score. Yeah. But I think it's a pretty safe bet saying that the Bengals lack of, of a defense kind of and, and the Eagles lack of a defense is gonna combine for at least forty six points or
2: yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna agree with you. Um I, I like um I like the Bengals win this game as well. Next up, we got the Bears and the Falcons in Atlanta. Matty Ice, can he try to salvage their season in the tough NFC South? Warner, Bears, Falcons.
1: Falcons are going to win this game just because I don't have any faith in Mitchell's risk yet. Um, Now, the Falcons don't have a very good defense either. I'm sorry,
2: sorry, the over under is 47 and a half. um,
1: The Bears don't have a good defense just like the um, – the Falcons don't have a good defense, just like uh, the Bears' first two opponents, the Giants and the Lions. So, I'm going to pick the over on that. Um, I think Atlanta is going to run up the score. And I think the Bills aren't – or the Bears are not going to be able to follow that. And um, Mitchell Trubisky will once again fall. And maybe we'll see a little bit of Nichols. Bears
2: are going to win this game. On the under, I think their defense – is going to have to make plays, and offensively, they're going to have to try to control the possession, time of possession to maybe limit the amount of time that Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and those uh, weapons have with the ball. I got the Bears on the under for this one. All right, next up, this is the can't – well, uh, wait, 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 wait. You said we're doing the Chargers one too? Yeah. All right, so never mind, we are doing eight because I didn't include them. So let's just see. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, by the way, has a... uh, He has a lung punctured, apparently. Um, Yeah, so cracked ribs, which led to a lung puncture. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I expect uh, that... Justin Herbert will play at least this Sunday. Uh, But, Warner, Chargers, Panthers, expecting Justin Herbert to play. Does Justin Herbert get his first NFL win?
1: What's the overrunner for that game?
2: 43-and-a-half. Hmm. 43-and-a-half.
1: I've got, I've got the under for this one. Chargers in the under.
2: Okay, I'm about to say, how many worried there? Like, you're not picking the Panthers, are you? Like, I like, Just, just wondering.
1: Christian McCaffrey uh, going to come back from from uh from that ankle injury and and a run for 200 yards against the against the Chargers? Go ahead though.
2: Yeah, I got the Chargers on the over. I think our offense is going to put up some points on this defense. Uh, which is, I which is significantly worse than the Panthers' defense. I mean, the Chiefs' defense. Which, however, the only thing that's kind of making me budge is the Panthers have nothing on offense, which is
1: that's why I take the under. I think
2: they're yeah. gonna run it up, but I don't Ooh, think the Panthers. Like right, the Panthers. Pan, like part part of me is like, will the Panthers score a touchdown on Sunday? Like, I feel like I feel that's a legitimate question. I
1: mean, yeah, the final score might be like thirty-one to nine.
2: Right. <laughs> and that's still under true. Can I change? Uh, I want to change it now. I, I still think we'll run up the score, but I'm very questioning. Get that the under? score touchdown. Yeah, I got the under. All right. All right. Next up, we have an, a big time battle between two 2 0 teams the Los Angeles Rams and the Buffalo Bills. The over under is 47 and a half. Warner, what you
1: got? I've got the Rams. Um, I got the Rams on the under. I just what, – what, how many picks is Josh Allen going to throw this game? That's my question. How many has he thrown all year? doesn't matter.
2: How, many, how many picks
1: is Jalen Rams going to get? How many sacks is Aaron Donald going to get?
2: Disrespectful. I got the Bills – on uh, what's the over under 47 and a half? I got the Bills on the over. I haven't been too impressed with either defense. Um, bills on the over. Disrespectful, Warner.
1: That, hey, I guarantee you, though, this game's going to be a big one because uh, whoever takes this one, I think is going to win the week. We tied yeah. last week, so Yeah. this one and then the uh, Bears-Falcons game.
2: Yeah. Uh. Next one. By the way, Warner, I haven't had my upset of the week yet. You should be. That should be going through your head right now. We got three games left. Does that going through your head right now? wonder what my. What's the? I mean. Are I you wondering? Know, are you wondering what that is?
1: A little bit now. Yeah. Now that you said it. Um. Looking through the games. What is the other game we were going to do? We had two more. There's two primetime games left Sunday night and Monday night. I don't know if this is – would it be the Cowboys against the Seahawks? Would that be your upset? That's my upset of the week, baby. Cowboys
2: are going to – I think they're going to beat the Seahawks on – what's the overall – oh, 55. Go.
0: Oh. Hey. Hey. Hey.
2: Oh, wow, 55 and a half. That is a lot of points. What are we talking about, like 30 each? I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I think both teams are going to put up a crap ton of points. They, uh, Seattle gives up a bunch of yards, especially through the air.
1: So you're they saying Cowboys in the over?
2: Cowboys on the over. 55 is a lot. It's not, it's not, I mean, like, it's not a lot when you're, like, looking at the game and you're adding the points up. But like pre-game, and you're like trying to pick over I mean That's a lot.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I've got the Seahawks on the over. Uh, the Seahawks defense hasn't really shown me much. Um, they've shown me potential, but they haven't shown me results. They mm-hmm. get about thirty points to the other than Cam Newton, talentless offense of the Patriots. And um, you know, I think I think Dallas is going to be able to move the ball up and down the field. But I still think Russell Wilson and Seattle are going to come out with a dub. I got the Seahawks in the over.
2: Yeah, um, so this is another one where it can be big for determining who breaks the tie after week one. We did, we did an extra game this week as well because we're including our favorite teams every week. Um, and I'll, We have two more, a couple of big games too. Um, Green Bay and New Orleans, Sunday Night Football in New Orleans, no fans, so the home field advantage is kind of taken out of it. For New Orleans, Mike Evans is questionable. Devonte Adams is Mike questionable. Evans, Mike Thomas. Michael Thomas is questionable. Okay. Devonte Adams is questionable, along with Kenny Clark. Corey Lindsley has just been put in the IR, though, so that he's yeah. That's
1: that's big. I mean, when when any team loses their center, especially when I mean, I think Corey Lindsley's probably like a top five center. To be honest, I mean, name name f- four other centers. That I mean, just name five centers first of all. You don't, you don't really think about that position. It's all offensive tackles, a few guards. But um, I think he's a top five center. I think that's going to be a big loss. I right, what's the over-under?
2: Um, The over-under, 52. That seems like a lot. You want
1: me to go? Uh, I'm just deciding whether the over or the under should be picked. You want me to go? All right, I'm going to go. <laughs> okay, you can go. <laughs> you can go.
2: All right, I'm going to go with my over-under first. I'm going to go with the under. All right, are you ready for this? You got the Saints. I got New Orleans on the under because I think New Orleans – New Orleans defense has this weird vibe to me where in the bigger games, they're going to show up and play well defensively. The pressure is going to get there. Marshawn Lymore is going to look like a top-five potential quarterback, cornerback, and the Saints offense is going to – milk the clock with those five-yard passes and such and the fact <laughs> has, has that they're
1: basically running the ball except with Michael Thomas on the edge
2: right <laughs> um so I, I'm gonna go New Orleans with the under if it, if it if it if it's over Green Bay's gonna win the game so I, I don't think New Orleans is gonna be able especially with especially if Mike Thomas is out they're not gonna be able to put up as many points as they would like to I'm going to pick New Orleans on the under because this defense has a weird, like, play well in the big moments and, against the lesser teams kind of struggle. So, I got New Orleans on the under.
1: You said the over-under was 51 and a half? 52. 52. I've got the Packers on the under. I don't think the Saints are going to be able to score against Green Bay, and I think Green Bay is going to have a little bit of trouble scoring against the Saints, but I don't expect Cam Jordan to be – too much of a problem, um, especially because if he lines up on the right side of the defense, left side of the offense, uh, we've got David Bocciari over there, who is probably the best left tackle in the game. Um, yeah, I've got I've got the Packers on the under. I don't think the Saints are going to score 20. I, I don't think so. Um, especially if Kenny Clark plays, which is going to make it that much harder for Alvin Kamara to get anything going. So i got the Packers on the under. Um, Let's go to the last game,
2: though, Sean. Yes, sir. Monday Night Football on ESPN. Uh, It's a big one. A potential career-defining game for one of these quarterbacks.
1: Also, a potential bye week-defining game because there's only one this year.
2: The Chiefs and the
1: Ravens. Monday Night Football, Warner, who you got? I just – I want to say this. ESPN has the Baltimore Ravens at a 59.6 chance to win, 40.1. No fans? 40. No way.
2: Not 59%.
1: No. That's what they got. Um, the injury report, um, Darrell Williams, Frank Clark, Sammy Watkins, Chardavius Ward, and Alex Okafor for the Chiefs are all questionable. Um, you've got Justice Hill. Uh, Justin Matabuike, and Chris Moore, all questionable. And then Tavon Young is out for the Ravens. Over-unders 54.5. I got the Chiefs, and I got the over. I think the Chiefs are going to light up, despite how good the Ravens' secondary is. I think the Chiefs and Patrick Holmes and Tyreek Hill and Nicole Hardman and Sammy Watkins, Marcus Robinson, and uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Um, I think those guys are going to – we had to light up the scoreboard, and I don't think the Ravens uh, or the—I don't think the Chiefs' defense is going to be able to um, hold up the Ravens' offense. I got the Chiefs in the over. This, this is this is remind. This is giving me vibes of two years ago, LA and in, in the Chiefs, and that just back and forth, back no and forth,
2: defense, back and, back and forth. Who? It's the come down. Who's, who's gonna the, score last? Right? Who's gonna score last? who's got the ball last? True. It's gonna win the game. So I, I actually don't think that's that, that's too bad of a of a take there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this. There's gonna be no defense played. As good as <laughs> as much as I rave about Baltimore's defense, especially that secondary with Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey.
1: I think Earl Thomas is gonna be a big loss for them too because they could use that rangy safety.
2: Right. The over the top. yep. Are you ready?
1: I, I, here, let me guess what your pick is. I'm guessing you have the Ravens in the over just because they were number one on your power rankings.
2: I have the Ravens on the over, and Lamar Jackson, I said, is going to come a point where you have to prove you can win a game, a big time game, with your arm. Monday night is that night. You need to show up and show out. I got Baltimore. Winning the game at home, not like that even matters. It's not like it's winter yet because that it only really matters where it's at when it comes to like winter. When we're like, you have to go play in Foxboro, go play in Kansas City, Green Bay, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so, um, so with that being said, I got Baltimore winning Monday Night Football on ESPN. Who, who used to sing the uh, Sunday Night
1: Football game song? Who was that? I, I forget. I, I forget. Um,
2: but, that, yeah, I, so. I would not be
1: the guy to tell you that.
2: But, yeah, I got the Ravens on the over really quickly. So, toward at the beginning, we agreed a lot. Towards the end, so, starting to see some more disagreements. Uh, so, really quickly, I'm going to run through SH pick eight. Um. That doesn't sound as catchy as it will sound pick six, which will it'll cut down as we get to like the bye weeks and stuff like that. So I say pick six because that sounds a lot better because it's pick six.
1: Because so. we like defense, we like defense on the show. Actually, right, yeah. Sean likes offense. I like defense more than Sean does.
2: Oh, for sure, for sure. Not, 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 not even close. I mean, but anyway, really quickly, let's go over Dolphins, Jags. We both got the Jags on the over. Quick analysis, we both think the Dolphins aren't gonna be able to stop the Jags. Offense guarding ministry has been great so far. Bengals, Eagles, we both we both picked the Bengals on the over. Neither of us have been spectacularly impressed with the Eagles defense or offense. So we both think the Eagles will start off 0 3. Bears, Falcons. I picked the Bears on the under. He picked the Falcons on the over. He's a Mr. Trubisky hater. Uh next up, Chargers. You're muted. You mute it.
1: I'm a, I'm a quarterback truther, not a Mitch Trubisky hater. Once Mitch Trubisky proves himself and gets to that second contract that we don't even know if is happening, then I'll, I'll start to give more favorable praise to Mitch Trubisky. And, and same for Justin Herbert. After this year, we'll see how he plays. This the first game was nice. Uh, we did see, though, that interception that he threw was the main criticism that he had coming out of college, and we'll, we'll see how much that reigns its head.
2: Anyway, before I was really interrupted, um, Chargers, Panthers, we both like the Chargers on the under, too talented of a defense, and I was contemplating going with the over, but I, I had to think, it, are the Panthers really going to score even a touchdown? They might get a field goal, but are they going to score a touchdown with their offense? I don't think so, especially with CMC. Bills-Rams. He got the Rams on the under. I got the Bills on the over. I like both teams' offenses so far this year. Not really impressed with either team's defense, especially disappointed in Buffalo's defense. Next, Cowboys-Seattle. My upset of the week, I got Dallas. They're riding on momentum coming off that 19-point comeback at halftime. Seattle, one of the hottest teams in the league. I do think they'll lose on Sunday to the Cowboys. Saints, Packers. I got the Saints on the under. Warner has the Packers on the under. Um yeah, we just talked about that. And then Ravens, Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. I mean, I got the Ravens on the over, Warner has the Chiefs on the over. They'll, we both agreed there'll be no defense played. It'll be like 54 to 70, uh 54 to 58 or something like that. Like whoever gets the ball less is gonna win that game. But Warner, anything else where we can start wrapping up?
1: Well, good episode today. Um Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this.
2: Um yeah Yeah, I, I didn't realize I was muted. Um Yeah, it's a good episode. Uh has some technical difficulties. Hopefully that won't happen tomorrow. That would be splendid. I guarantee Warner didn't tweet it anything out again today.
1: Yeah, unfortunately you are correct.
2: <laughs> see see how smart I am? I knew he did it. i
1: I'm just
2: brilliant. By the way, Warner, really quickly, it's our third straight episode reaching over 100 and, uh, over hundred views. So thank you guys for that. And I think unless Warner has anything else he wants to say, thank you for watching Sports Headlines, the most authentic place in sports. We'll be back tomorrow, tomorrow on the show. Game four recap from tonight. We'll have coverage on that. Also, Lakers Nuggets game four preview and a couple of other things as well to get you ready. For a weekend full of sports, and we obviously have some stuff to talk about on Friday as well. Every day this week, Warner, we're doing it every day for at least the next couple of weeks until some you know, personal things happen. Um, thank you for watching the Bus authentic Place of Sports. We'll sign off. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks, Warner.
1: Good show, good show.
2: That's how you end. Good good show, good show. That was that was awful. My God.
1: That was better than whatever the heck you were going to say.
2: No, it
0: wasn't. All right, see you guys tomorrow. Hold on, hold on. it's, It's already cut off.